Welcome to Authentic Talk, where you can hear stories, journeys, and lessons of sport, business, and life all in one. Tune into our podcast as we, Buff, Wayne, and Huff, bring you content from athletes, business professionals, and many others, leaving you with key takeaways, laughs, and useful material to inspire you and your own goals. We have guests from all backgrounds, so don't miss out. Thank you for listening. This is Authentic Talk, the podcast. Well, welcome back to another episode of Authentic Talk, the podcast. This is back with me, myself, Wayne, Buff on the mic. We got a special guest. Um, we got another state as alumni, also Ohio State alumni, um, professional MMA fighter. My man's Mark Martin. Welcome on to the show. Yeah, what's going on? Welcome, me on. Welcome on. Yeah. Well, Mark, you know, like I said, you were as alumni, but. Give us a background about where you're from and where you grew up and everything. Yeah, so uh, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, shit. Went to Ed's, and that's that. My uh, So my parents were split. My uh, my pop stayed on, like, the, the east side of the city, and then my mom stayed in, in Maple and then Strongsville. So I moved around a lot, but, uh Yeah. Speaking on that, like you, uh, you grew up wrestling. Like, yep. what made you want to get into wrestling? Uh, so I got an older brother named Eric. He uh, he two years older than me. And when we stayed in Maple, he was uh, he was already wrestling or whatever. But I was still, you know, I was still just you know a little too young or whatever. And then by the time I was like eight or whatever, me and my brother used to fight a lot. So my mother thought, you know, it'd be a good idea to have me try it out. He was already wrestling for like two, three years. So uh, I tried it out and I was still hooping at this, like at the same time, cause it's the same season. So I would hoop and then I would go to practice, wrestling practice after that. But uh, uh-huh. by like 10 years old, I was getting, you know, so good at wrestling that I quit hooping and I just, you know, focus on wrestling and I was still playing football or whatever. But that was like you know opposite seasons, and um, yeah, by like ten years old, I was winning states. I was placing out all the top national tournaments. Uh, mailman, you know, mailman. We grew up wrestling in the basement. We For sure. about, uh, I was eight, and he was uh, he was like six or seven, and we came up all the way, all the way from the basement, just training our pops to put uh-huh. us through. And then we uh, we wrestled. We had a little club team that we would go to. And, uh, yeah. Now, speaking on that, how many times your brother followed you up when you were younger? Or did mm-hmm. that ain't happen? No, nah, he was nah, he was fucking me up for a minute. My brother, he would <laughs> beat me until, like, uh, I think by ninth grade, I started beating him. But he, he, he had all the talent, but he just ain't – he wasn't putting in the work. Like uh, you know, me and Mailman was, cause uh, you know, we got we had different dads. So mm-hmm. my dad was on my ass. So it was it was the discipline was way different coming up with me and him, you know. Yeah. But he had he had talent though. He was he was beating me until high school. Okay. Uh, uh, much uh older is he than you? He like two and a half years older. Okay. Um and you said you was pretty much able to um kind of you know, practice with him growing up. Um, and, you know, wrestle with him. What was that? Can you elaborate more 
um, on that part of it, um, what it was like being able to wrestle and go through something um, that maybe not many other people could relate to, um, but, you know, something that y'all kind of, you know, bonded together with to, you know, kind of carry each other throughout. Right. Well, it was it was good to have him because he was he was like the he was like the standard of where I wanted to get to. So okay. and we, you know we we are always fighting all that. So it was just like a competitive, you know, I I want to whoop your ass type, you know, <laughs> thing or whatever. So yeah, and it was good to have you know he was we was like the same size all the way up until high school. So it was good to have a, you know a workout partner, damn near whenever. Like I always had a workout partner. Uh, same thing with me, my little bro, uh, Mel man. It was same same thing, you know. Okay. Uh, always had a partner to go with, and uh, you know he was he was trying to whoop my ass because I was bigger and older than him, so I had to make <laughs> sure I was still working so he wouldn't catch up to me. And right, yeah, it was just you know competitive, you know. You know how right Mel on. Mel got that temper on him and whatnot. <laughs> oh yeah. Now he, he lose, he getting pissed every time. Right. I'm off right. here. No, nah, yeah, we used to, yeah, we used to, uh, we used to get after. He used to be crying in the basement, all types, because our dads, you know, they'd be on us, like you know, get on him, get on him. He'd be crying. Nah, I'm, I'm so much older and bigger than him that you know, it was kind of like a big brother type thing. Man. And you just you think about uh, being disciplined. Um, you know, as a wrestler, like how uh, did the things and lessons that you learned, you know, wrestling kind of translate into your, you know, personal life too, um, as far as like discipline or being calm in certain situations um, and having to lock in. Can you talk about that? Yeah, so we've been wrestling all year round since like 10 years old. So like just just like the, the whole scale, like our schedule was like, damn, they're like a grown man schedule. Like we would, we would wake up lift in the basement, then we'll, you know, get dropped off at school or whatever. Then after school, we have practice. Then sometimes later that night, we have another basement workout. So, like, just, okay. yeah, just being on that type of structure. And then we, you had to cut. We was cutting weight at, like, I think about, like, 12, 13, you know, we, we was cutting weight. So, like, we had to watch what we eating. So, even not even, you know, the training schedule, but mm-hmm. – even after training, shit, you you can only have an orange today. I remember I used to hate that shit. Or like, right. you better eat this lean cuisine, and then shit, you you got to make weight tomorrow. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just our whole lives was was structured. That's it, was, it kept us out of trouble, and you know, made us what we are today. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking on that cutting weight, like everybody, like. Cutting weight, that's a mental aspect of wrestling, like real deep into it. Like you said, some it's a couple of days that you can't eat what you want to eat, and some days you can't even drink water. I remember going into the calves some days with y'all, especially in high school. It was a lot of days I seen y'all couldn't eat because y'all had to make weight. And it, right. just like going through it, like emotionally and mentally, like speak on that though. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, we was cutting weight from like 12, 12, 13 years old. So it was, you know, it was damn near like a lifestyle. By the time we got to high school, we had, we had been doing it. And, uh, yeah, it take a different type of discipline to to not eat when you don't want to or shit, you can't drink when you want. And, I mean, I, shit, I guess that shit make you tougher, though. Like, you know, 
mentally. Nah, I used to I used to see y'all going to the in the cab going through it though. I'm like I'm like, yeah, I can't do this wrestling stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this wrestling stuff. But speaking on like high school and whatnot, what made you pick even though as is a powerhouse program, what made you pick as is off the gate? Because you when you first pick Ed's, it's not that many black wrestlers go, that go there. I want to say, like, right. we had about four there while we were in high school. Right, right, now, I don't right, know right. how many it was before that, but I, I think that's a pretty high number, honestly. Right. Yeah, so me and Melman was wrestling. It's a our youth club. It's called West Shore that we went to. And uh, the practices was at Ed's. So... Pretty much coming all the way up. Like, uh, everybody that was on our high school wrestling team at Ed's, we grew up wrestling with them in the same club from, like, 19 years old all the way through. So, we had already known, you know, Abinator and Colin and Dean and all of them. We knew them since little kids. And the practices, mm-hmm. you know, they at Ed's. And um, the the athletic ministry dude, he, uh, he used to wrestle for Syracuse. So, you know, he, you know, pretty much said, you know, we can work out, you know, a deal with all the money and financial aid and all that. So, by like seventh, eighth grade, we knew it was going to Ed's already. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and backtracking uh, right be- a little bit right before you got to Ed's, um, just talking about sports as a whole, um, wrestling, um, I know most people will consider like a non-traditional sport. Um, and, and I play baseball, and even in the, I say like in the hood, like wrestling and even baseball, you know, kind of looked down upon a little bit. Um, how yeah. was your, you know, mindset, um, you know, kind of moving through some of that, you know, hearing other people's opinions about, you know, what sports you should be playing and stuff like that. You know, how did you navigate through some of that? Right, right, right. So I mean, I I hoop and play football, and okay. I wrestle. So I mean, yeah, you know, you had. You know, kids, you know, wrestling, you know, that, you know, that shit gay or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, my thing was with any contact sport, it's going to be, you feel me? Like, if you playing basketball and you you got, you posted somebody up in the post, like, I mean, your nuts is on his, on his ass or like a quarterback, <laughs> like a quarterback, you got right. your hands on his nuts and literally, like, before you hike the ball, mm-hmm. like I'm saying, in any contact sport. It's gonna be, you know, some type of, you know, extra contact with, uh, you know, with another. <laughs> right. Dude. I yeah, mean, what I'm you only mentioned you only mentioning that because it's this real stuff that people say. You know, what I'm saying? right, so, right, right. Yeah. yeah. You gotta you gotta get that perspective. <laughs> right. And my thing was, I'm like, well, shit. When you wrestling, you you so competitive, you're not really thinking about being on top of another dude, it's kind of like a street fight. Like, when you're in a street fight, you pick somebody up and you slamming them, and y'all tussling on the ground, you, you don't really think, you know, they, you feel me, they doing some extra shit, you know, they fighting. And that's that's right. how we, you know, thought of wrestling. It was just, it was competitive, you know. We, we ain't really thinking about all what everybody else was saying. But, <laughs> I mean, because you, you think about it, think of, you know, football, like you said, you know, any other any other sport, basketball, you know, you got to play with people diving, you know, on the ground. And, you know, stuff can happen down there. You got every play, offensive lineman and defensive lineman, right. you know, kind of doing that same thing. So, right. Uh, man, and we was, you know, we was doing our thing, too. So, it was it was our way, you know, 
our way out, our way to a, a free college education. So at the end of the day, you just had to respect it. Like after so long, they're like, oh, these niggas, you know, they they nice. You know, exactly. they might not like the sport, but you got to respect, you know, the grind and what we was doing. You know, it wasn't too many black wrestlers from Cleveland. I was state champs and national and champs true. and getting yeah. full rides to colleges. So we was different. And I, you know, I like, you know. Definitely. What other people don't realize is, <laughs> man, that wrestling, you get on that wrestling mat, it's either A or B. It's either E or B A. Right. Yeah, no yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, the one-on-one definitely make it a little different, you know. If you team sport is kind of like you can, like, damn, the, the quarterback overthrew me, or he ain't make the the right pass, or you know, they ain't, the the line ain't blocked. But you know, wrestling, is one-on-one, or track, or you know, any other one-on-one sport. That's like, yeah, you know, that's just different. you out there. That's different, but going to is. It's a tradition over there. I don't know how many state championships it is now, but being a part, you was a two-time state champion. Like yeah. going in your freshman year, sophomore year, that that goal was every year we needed state championship. So right. putting in that training, like in your thought process of training, we need a state championship. What was the mindset going in, especially from the summer to the fall? Because that's when y'all really got y'all most working in, for real, for real. From what I saw. Like just right. touch on that. Yeah, so so coming into high school, I think I had one states as a as an eighth grader. So coming into high school, like I was, you know, like a highly touted uh freshman coming in. But uh dude actually at my weight was a was a junior and he was number one in the country. So I had to bump up another weight class. And then I ended up breaking my hand fighting in school. I don't know if you was – I don't know if Wayne was there yet. I wasn't there yeah, yet, man. <laughs> you, uh, you a year younger than me. But I had gotten to fight one of the football players in the locker room, and uh, I had broke his jaw. But I had broke my hand, too. So, freshman year uh, – Hold on, hold on. Out. Before you speak on that, was y'all in the JV locker room, man? <laughs> Were you... uh, was it the JV? Yeah, that's the only place I can think about, man. The JV locker room. JV yeah, locker room or the freshman locker room. That's all. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I ain't gonna... It was a freshman. It was a freshman locker room. I ain't going to be an asshole who was. I'm just going to let that be, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I got in a fight with one of the football players, broke my hand, and uh, I had to sit out for a little bit. Shit, for the rest of the season, I sat out. <laughs> and then that summer, going into my sophomore year, I had place top seven in the country so before my start coming in my sophomore year you know I was I was rolling I was back training and uh I ended up taking second sophomore year but it's the you know it's like everybody like the expectations so high so I remember like coming back after taking second you know, the everybody like, you know, how you do? And I'm like, Shit, I, you know, I took second. You know, I, I'll be back or whatever. They're like, damn, uh-huh. you took second? Like, because so many people was winning it. We had like five we had like five or six kids winning it every year. So it's like, damn, you took second. But that was good, though, because the expectations, you know, they supposed to be like that. But like at a public school, at, you know, a regular public school, they second at state, you, you having a parade, like all type right. of shit, you know? <laughs> 
So yeah. the the edge the edge shit was was definitely way different. Definitely. But it was right. it was where we needed to be. Was your so- your sophomore year was the only year uh we didn't win states, right? I wouldn't say why I was on for, but uh the whole team. Oh, for wrestling. Yeah, we took we took second that year. Yeah, that's a yeah. That's the only year I think we didn't win states. It was just like when I say you going to school, like, but if you know you went to Iggy, so when y'all didn't win football, like sometimes it's like damn. When they ain't win states and wrestling, we like that's a day right. off of school. We counting like that's an automatic right. book. Right. right, we ain't get it. We just low key hurt. <laughs> yeah, and like and like you said, that was that was damn near every year. It was like an expectation, something you look forward to. That was a right. day off right. every year. That's what we looking right. forward to. Right, mark yeah. it down. No, because we yeah. had won like thirteen years in a row before we lost. And then, uh, and then we won the rest of my high school. I think we won every year since then. Yeah, right, man. You, um, what you about to say? Go ahead, I was about to say you don't know how jealous we was a wrestling team for real, for real. I ain't gonna, They used to have all the cold photo shoots, all the cold <laughs> posters. Yeah, no. I, hold on. After after y'all had one stage, y'all had a, like thirteen parades. But it, or, I'm, uh, what they call it, pep rallies. The pep it rally. was the first one though. Oh, so yeah, yeah, you yeah, had, yeah. but y'all had like what well, I say they had all the photo shoots, bro. They photo yeah. shoots was looking like they was professional wrestlers, like on the real. <laughs> might as well have been. They, I mean, <laughs> might as well have been. No, yeah, Art. So my senior year, our whole starting lineup is fourteen weights. So all fourteen starters had D one uh, offers. I think one. I think thirteen out of fourteen went D one. And then the the fourteenth dude went D three just because you know he was trying to do like some engineering type major, but yeah, our our whole squad that senior year was uh, all D one. Man, I, was, I think it was a poster. I remember one that was so cold. It might have been after you graduated. It was like old school work with uh, new school at work ethic or something like that. It was like yeah. one of the hardest posters. I was low key jealous. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, they yeah they used to come crazy with the with the posters. Man, they used to have all. But I can't be jealous, too much jealous, y'all. I mean, I don't football even know team how... got love though. When y'all, especially when y'all won it, after y'all started like winning, y'all winning, y'all were getting some love. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And, and while we on the the topic, uh, on the subject of you know going to a school like you know Saint Saint Ed's, um, you know, like you said, Wayne, I went to Ignatius. And, you know, walking into the gym, into the basketball gym, you know, that was considered, you know, a rivalry. Football, that's considered a rivalry. Wrestling, um, I'm sure it's probably considered a rivalry, even though, you know, y'all won all the time. But when you go into that gym, you see mostly wrestling banners. So um, talk talk about, you know, like the legacy that you left at that school. You know what I'm saying? When people think of, you know, St. Ed's wrestling, you know, they may think of you, you know, as that four person or as that person that kind of represented that school. And like you said earlier, too, as a black man, being able to do that at a school like that, you know, that says something. So talk about that. Right. So we ain't even noticed until, like, until my senior year. But I was uh, the first black state champ at it. And it's been, like, I think right now it's, like, 125 state champs or something. So... 
all this time, I think I was, you know, the first one. And we didn't even know that until until I was a senior. And we had been, like I said, we had been, we had came up wrestling that is, you know, the club, the club team every day. But we didn't, we didn't really pay attention to it. And then, like, one day we looking at all, because all the brackets is posted all around the room. So, like, one day we just looking or whatever. I'm like, I don't think I see one black state champ up here. So we literally we looking at every bracket, every bracket, and we we walk all the way around the room. I'm like, damn, I think I'm the first one. So I forget which coach we went to or whatever, and they confirmed it. Like we had had like a couple couple uh, black dudes that took second or third, but uh, you know none that that won it. So you know I think that was that was cool. I think I I set a standard, you know, for yeah. Black and then, athletes that's coming in, you know, it ain't too many black wrestlers, you know, in the first place. So, you know, I think it's it was cool for me to be able to do yeah. that. And, and I think that's good to be able to, you know, like like we said, represent that because I can relate to that too, going to Ignatius. Um, kind of like I said earlier with, you know, kind of baseball and wrestling being considered non-traditional sports from where we're from. Um, I didn't find out until – my junior, senior year that, you know, I was the second black to ever, you know, play baseball at that school. And right. Like, that's not, that wasn't, like, my goal or anything like that. But, like, the work you put in, like, leading up to that and then to be able to, like, achieve something like that, you know. You know, it's just at the high school level, but when you look back on it, it's like, damn, you did, you know, kind of leave a legacy you right. know, at a school. We didn't really have that much of a representation at first. Now we putting on for the ones coming behind us. You feel me? Right, right, right. Yeah, and you just said uh, you might be a, you you might not even know it, but you might be an inspiration for you know other black baseball players coming. Up. Like I had a couple uh, is black is wrestlers that's there now hit me up on ID. Yeah, so it's cool to be able to to be somebody they look up to. Most definitely. That's it. I ain't know that, but that's wild. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> shit. We ain't even know all that time we were right. going up practicing that is and seeing all the uh, brackets and all that. We ain't even think about it. Yeah, that's that's different. But you sit exactly. But you, you think about like you know professional athletes and things like that when they reach you know milestones. You know, a lot of people don't talk about you know kind of people that you know unless you brown to somebody you know like Mike was his you know idol who he you know kind of working towards. You know, some of these players reaching milestones. And they don't even know, you know, like Melo passing Paul Pierce or, right. you know what I'm saying, right. people passing Kobe in certain, you know, areas in the game where you wouldn't even think they would. Right. And, you know, that's not their goal or motiv- motivation, but, you know, the work they put in, it kind of led to that. So, right. It, it, I guess it kind of um, shines some light a little bit on, like, the, the journey and, you know, your work process because, you know, you're going to hit some adversity throughout that too. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's about the results at the end of the day. Right. Uh, you said the starting lineup. You said your senior year had fourteen out of fourteen of y'all all had D one offers for wrestling. Yeah, fourteen had D one offers. Thirteen went D one. I think one out of the thirteen ended up playing football, though football D one. But he, you know, he had D one off Kuhar. Yeah, that's cool. He was like he was like number two in the country at heavyweight, so he had pretty much every D one offer. But he just chose to play football. But, but yeah. Describe because the wrestling recruiting for college is totally different than a football, basketball, or even a track. Like it's not, it's rare because I know this for a fact because I know 
y'all, you, Mel, Dom, and, like, Dean, y'all came out with full scholarships. But a lot of people don't get that full ride at D1 for wrestling kids. So explain that. Right. So it's – uh. Yeah, so wrestling, we only get 9.9 scholarships. I think football, like, 50-something, ain't it? Uh, 58. 58. 58. Yeah, 50-something. So, you figure if it's only 9.9 scholarships, so we'll say 10. So, 10 holes, four scholarships, and it's only 10 starters. But then you got red shirts, and, you you know, you got other people, on like 30 other people on the team. So, that's, you know – that's 20 people that's that's not on scholarship. So they break it up, though. Like, they do, like, you know, they give you 30%, then give him 70 and then, you know, they try to spread it out. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, but, I mean, we was we was winning everything. So we was, we was getting full ride, you know, scholarships plus the financial aid. And, uh, yeah, we was lucky. <laughs> now, when you was coming out of high school, what was the schools that you were considering? You know, I know what school you picked, but other schools that you were considering? Uh, I got recruited by Michigan State, Oklahoma State, uh, Michigan, Ohio State, Nebraska. But I I took my three visits. We get five, but I, I after my third one, Ohio State, I just picked Ohio State. But I went on a visit to... Nebraska and uh, Edinburgh. It's a small <laughs> D1 school for wrestling. I think they like, they D2 and everything else. But hmm. wrestling, they, they D1. And they, you know, they top 10 in the country every year. So it's the, you know, it's a good wrestling school. So I, I checked that out. And then Ohio State was the third one. Got you. Because I know it, them, them, them recruiting visits be something else. I know Mel taught me about his world at Arizona State. He said he had a ball down there. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Arizona State crazy. They uh they had recruited me too, but I ain't. I heard it was you know that what the team wasn't that good, so mm-hmm. that's why you know I ain't I ain't come on the recruiting trip. But I heard the campus was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can believe that. And you said Oklahoma State. It was a couple. It was a couple guys that went to Oklahoma State from Ed, though, right? I know Dean went, but yeah. it was other people that went, correct? Yeah, Dean went. Somebody else. I think somebody else went. But, yeah, Okie State, that's like uh, – I think they got the most NCAA championships in the history out of all schools, all sports. So, I think they got like 35 national titles for wrestling. So, they damn near – they like the edge of wrestling at Okie State. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then we talked about that, you know, transition to um, Ohio State. Uh, what was their uh, representation um, in wrestling before you got there? And what was, like, the major uh, or reason or main reason uh, why you chose that school uh, for your uh, specific sport? Right. So, coming out of coming out of high school, we was – Ohio State was – they was decent, you know. I mean, you know, top 20 in the country or whatever. Mm-hmm. They – uh. But they had like a the recruiting class before me, I mean after yeah before me, so 2011 that class was like the number one recruiting class in the country, and then mine was like number two in the country. So I knew we was gonna be good by the time I got there. And they you know they had you know 
top-notch coaches and, okay. you know, top talent coming in. Mm-hmm. So I knew it was going to be good. But uh, that year after me, we had another number one recruiting class in the country. So by the time, you know, by the time I was a sophomore, junior, we was number one, number two in the country. Okay. Damn. And we, we won the national title in 2015. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah that's going up. <laughs> right. I think we won football that, that same year. That's what I said. Yeah. Had the schools going up. <laughs> right. So, yeah, we was turned that year. Um, but then, you know, thinking about this, too, you kind of went to two schools that, you know, like we talked about earlier a little bit, you know, were football power, powerhouses. So, yeah. uh, just thinking back, I know you talked. You said you got into <laughs> into a fight uh, with football players and things like that in high school. But, you know, you played the game, too. Uh, so can you think of like any memories or anything like that that where you might have had some uh, some differences or some some battles uh, with some <laughs> with some football players that was either friends or um, that you probably just didn't mess with because um, they was probably, you know, saying something about, you know, you wrestling or something like that. Do you have any memories or stories about that? Uh, not too many not- about, you know, about the wrestling, because like like I said, at that point, it was. It's kind of like a you just gotta respect it, you know. We right, yeah. we shit. We we coming from not much, and then we getting full ride scholarships. So yeah, uh, I I mean I definitely done got into it with some football players down there. <laughs> I, I end up beating on one, and then the uh, <laughs> the they had the football team tried to jump me out out at the bars one night. But uh, okay, other than that, I was I was pretty cool with with the football team. Unless you follow some one one person up, you know the rest already know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually how it go. The rest uh, already know how it is. Make, a, make an example out of one. <laughs> yeah, but it was you know it was just on some you know just some some party type shit. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was a good experience though. The like yeah. I mean like I was saying like the the expectations at Ohio State was. Just as high as is, you know. Right. You you yeah. lose or you take second somewhere, you know. It's like you know, damn, you got to get it together. Yeah. So and, and you talk about the expectation part of it too. Um, just going to two schools like that, those two, you know, that's a pre- prestigious high school and a prestigious um, university. University <laughs> um, that you went to. Uh, well, I'm just laughing. Both, <laughs> both both schools, St. Ed's and O State. Um, you know, we've been talking about the. The, the athlete uh, part of it, you know, being, you know, a wrestler and things like that. But going to those two schools, um, you, we we made it through the academic part of it, too. Um, so talk about, you know, how, how that was for you and making sure you were able to, you know, handle what you needed to in the classroom so you could, you know, perform, you know, in your sport. Right. So, so I so definitely I, struggled in school. That was my mm-hmm. – that was always my – you know, I always struggled with school coming all the way up through middle yeah. school, high school. So it was so many resources at Ohio State, though. We had, like, unlimited tutors for every class. We had study tables. We had counselors. We had just, you know, just so much help. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely needed it. And the whole, I think, like, the whole Ohio State, like, the whole experience was, mm-hmm. you know, 
a little too much for me, you know. Like I think I, I might have did better at like a smaller school. A smaller school. That's yep. distractions or whatever. You know, I still did good, but I, you know, just not. I ain't live up to you know my how much talent I had. You know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't got no regrets. Uh, you know, we still right. did our thing. I still, you know, first Martin in my family with a degree. So you know, <laughs> at, at the end of the day, you know, winning and. They're not really looking right. at, you know, what what the, what the GPA was. You know, you just got the degree. Right. But uh, and you you just got to, you know, do what you got to do. Um, right. And, you know, you know, for a lot of kids, you know, from the areas that, you know, we kind of grew up in, uh, you know, school sometimes, you know, isn't a thing, you know, for us. But, you know, you look at, you know, what people are doing now and, you know, the places that they're going, you know, they had to get through that part of it. So, um, you know, from your experiences, uh, whether good or bad, for, you know, the young wrestler, you know, that's listening to this, you know, that might be black um, too, or, you know, of any race um, with some tips um, or things that you can say to them to kind of pay for, you know, your experience um, from where they may be now um, and wanted, wanted to pursue what you did. Right. You saying kind of like in college, like some advice for college? Uh, either college or just your whole, you know, going through everything that you did, you know, somebody that, you know, started young. Um, right. You know, like you said, nine, ten, ten years old, and you know they may be listening to this. Like, damn, you know, you know he was able to do this. You know, what can I learn from him? You know, kind of talk about that. Right. I mean, definitely staying consistent. Like I said, we was we was wrestling from ten years old all the way through high school. We was wrestling year round. We was trying to get like we had mm-hmm. a goal set each year where we had tried to get a hundred matches a year. So I think just okay. you know just setting little goals for yourself and. You know, having fun with it, too. You got to have fun with it. So, like, I know a lot of little kids that was, you know, number one in the country and, you know, winning all the tournaments. But, you know, they they weren't really having fun with it. So, by the time they got Mm -hmm. to high school, it was – they was kind of burned out. So, you know, I think, you know, definitely – you definitely got to have fun with it. You can't just be, you know, 100% all the time. But – at the same time, you know, you got to put in the work. It was some days where we was doing two or three workouts a day. Right. You know, I just luckily I, I enjoyed doing, you know, I enjoyed training and all that. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just staying consistent, setting little goals and putting the work in. Okay. Now, now we're about to get some juicy stuff here. Cause life after wrestling. <laughs> what was your mindset after you was was you was done at Ohio State? You was wrestling like what was your next move? What was your next? What was your next move on the chessboard? I should say. What was you thinking? Right. So I had a couple options. So I could either be like I had a couple offers to to be you know like a college coach, which is some you know I could have seen myself doing. You know I I like to score out. You know want to give back uh i could i had a degree in sociology so i could do you know the regular nine to five mm-hmm. or you know it was the mma option which interested me the most just because of you know just because of the lifestyle you know where i could just you know, almost like be on my own time and still compete and make a good living, you know, doing it eventually, you know, right away, you know, you're not making much money, but eventually, you know, the money comes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, so I don't, I don't even know where to start with the MMA thing. Like, <laughs> I'm Man. trying to think. So we had a, a dude named Gray Manor. He wrestled at Ed's. And when I was in high school, he had come back and he had trained with us and stuff like that. But he was a, he was a UFC champion at the time. So I had met him like my sophomore year of high school. And, um, you know, I was kind of, that was kind of like the time where I was like, I'm like, damn, he, a, you know, UFC champ. And, you know, it started from wrestling. And wrestling, if you look at like all the UFC champions right now, at each weight class, I think every weight class, but like one or two, they got a wrestling background. So wrestling, you know, it's a big background coming into mixed martial arts. So by the time I got to college, in the off season, I would train, you know, some boxing or like some jujitsu in my free time in the summer. So by the time I graduated, I was like, you know, fuck it, I I just I give it a try mm-hmm. and see how I do. So I had a, a couple amateur fights in Ohio, and I yeah. won both of them, you know, in the first round. But the thing with Ohio is like the the training ain't you know as serious as you know, I was looking for. So my pops had had just moved to Arizona. So I was planning on just coming to visit him anyway. And I was looking at a bunch of gyms in the area. And I had DM'd a dude named Sean O'Malley on Instagram. And he had hit me back with the coach's number. So I texted the coach or whatever, like, yo, you know, my pop just moved out to Arizona. You know, I'm coming out to visit. Can I come train for the week? And I came out to visit Pops, and then, you know, I would train. I was training the whole week. And, um, yeah, I knew that was the, the place, you know, I needed to be. You know, it was it's damn near, like, you know, a full-time job. You know, you train, and then you go mm-hmm. home, relax, and then you train again. So, you know, that's what you need. Right. No. And uh, I moved out, like, two months later. That was the story that was told. But you know the, yeah. the MMA UFC, you get to pay to beat people up legally. <laughs> right, right. Legally, so I mean, it's just I remember like, especially being in high school. I remember Mel was so, me and Mel was talking like, yeah, what Mel. you gonna do after like college or whatnot? You know, y'all like being y'all was good as hell in high school like wrestling. So I said something about it like WWE. Like, no, I ain't doing that. That's that ain't even my flavor. <laughs> I was like, you right. might as well try the UFC. Right. I, I could quote this for Bay. I mean, you know how Mel taught. I quote <laughs> it for Batum. This is, you know, I don't really be cussing on here like that. Mel was like, he said, UFC? I get to pay to beat niggas' ass for, for money? I'm with that. <laughs> I'm like this. And you know, you know that's what Mel would be like, too. Right. So he said that. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that day, he like said, I'm already doing it for free. I might as well make some bread doing it. <laughs> Man, that's right. what I'm saying. Like, and you know, y'all training a totally different training than everybody else already being wrestlers. And you add to like the mixed martial arts boxing. That's a totally right. different ball game. Right, All right. That's a, that's on a whole nother level. Right. Yeah. Um, that was the main focus then, when I got out here was was uh, the stand up and then the ground game, like the. Jiu-jitsu, like the submissions and all that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just putting it, mixing it all up, putting it all together. Okay. Um, and like, like we've been talking about, 
uh, you, you were a wrestler um, and have transitioned um, into MMA, um, and UFC. Um, was there anybody that you looked up to um, that was a wrestler, um, somebody that you, uh, I guess, practiced with or, you know, wrestled with in high school? Um, and who was somebody in the MMA or UFC now uh, that you to, but um, you kind of, you know, use as tips, you know, from how they fight? Um, and incorporated into, you know, your repertoire too. Yeah. So, like I said, Gray Maynard, he was a USC champ. He wrestled at Edge. That's who really, like, introduced me to the whole MMA thing when I was in high school. Okay. But right now, uh, probably my teammate, uh, Ben Henderson, he, uh, okay. he was a USC champ back in 2012. He defended the belt. I think three times, like, that's, like, the record for, like, a lightweight three times, I think. And um, mm-hmm. he he older in the game now. He's, you know, towards the end of his career. So he, like, more like a, you know, like a big brother type in the game. So yeah. he, uh, you know, he showed me the ins and outs. He showed me – he worked with me a lot. And, uh, yeah, I like I like his game a lot. But like somebody like style wise, mm-hmm. I, I watch a lot of boxing. So like I watch, okay. I'm a southpaw too, so I'm left handed. So like I I watch like yeah. uh, I like Javante Davis, uh, Terrence Crawford, yeah. <laughs> uh, Errol Spence. So like I I watch a lot of them, and try to get they stand up down. And then with MMA, you know, I mix my wrestling and my you know grappling in with that. Just you know. Okay to be an overall type fighter. Cause you, you know, yeah. MMA, you don't want to be somebody that's, <clears throat> you know, just a boxer or just a wrestler. You want to be, you know, well-rounded that way. They, it's hard to really train for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. That's your first fight. Well, I ain't gonna say first fight. You had a couple fights. So last one, you got to do it up out of here real quick. I peeped it. Yeah. I peeped it. I peeped the trunks. That was I, you had the purple with gold on. I know this, mm-hmm. but your favorite, your favorite athlete was Kobe, right? Yeah. That was a dedication <laughs> to him. That yeah. first fight. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had the the mama mentality on there and the, the twenty four on the on the pant leg at the back of the shirt. Man, hey, but when I say okay. I'm looking to find a fight, I think I asked Croft. Like it had just started. Like he he zoomed in on it. Our boy James Cross that we went to high school with. He posted something yeah. on like Instagram Insta story. Like I'm asking for the boom. It go by like five minutes later. He like to fight over. I'm like fight over with. <laughs> he shot a highlight. Got him right, about quit. quit. I'm like man. <laughs> yeah. What you uh what you knock him out with? Man, uh, that was a TKO. Quick. <laughs> yeah, so it was, TKO, it was a TKO. I had dropped him a couple times. And then I hit him with a, a body shot with a knee. I kneed him to the body mm-hmm. and he fell. And then I ended up just uh oh, just pounding him out and the ref the ref stopped it. But uh yeah, I mean Fighting, you don't you don't get paid for overtime, and you know you only <laughs> you only got so many years to fight. So you don't, and then you got a year, you got you got a whole life after fighting. So like, I'm not trying to take no yeah. unneeded damage. You know, you know, if it happened, 
you know, it, it happened. But I'm saying I ain't going in there trying to have no back and forth wars or try to show how tough I am. Like a lot of people, you know, right. they they bar fighters. You know, I'm I like to be more technical. I like to hit, not get hit, and and get up out of there early if I can. You know. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and while we on this uh, subject, uh, talking about Kobe too. Um, just think of a couple more things um, that you learned from him as an athlete, um, you know, that helped you uh, throughout your process. Um, and also, like, some favorite memories you have of him, uh, some favorite games or, um, you know, kind of talk a little bit on that, too. Yeah, so what I like about Kobe is just, like, the that, like, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, just, like, I can't find the word. But he like he was never like a hundred percent. Like if you look at like his health, like he was mm-hmm. he always had some crazy injuries. I remember he had tore his Achilles one game, and then walked yeah. back on the court and was shooting his free throws. And then like it's you know it's All a right. lot of players that's that's got the talent, but you know they they catch a cramp or something, and you know they out for the for the rest of the game, and they out for you know the the whole week. Um, I, I just I like he mm-hmm. was just a dog to me, you know. I, I like that about him. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. And I, I was hooping at the time, so he was, you know, everybody tried to play like Kobe. Uh, <laughs> everybody. So, you know, that, you know yeah. that's pretty much it. I liked his toughness and the way he went about the game, the way he trained, the whole mama mentality, you know, is, is, is how I like to be in the cage. You know, you could take the, you, you could take what he was yeah. doing, you know, just his mentality. It don't have to be the same sport, mm-hmm. but the way he was training, the way he was living and stuff like yeah. that and apply it to what you do. Even if you work a regular nine to five job or, or whatever, whatever you do, <laughs> just applying that Everything. just to your your daily routine. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that can kind of, you know, embody what you're talking about, you know, you hear a lot of coaches in any sport uh, talk about, you know, players, you know, if you it's it's a difference between being, you know, hurt and injured. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what you was, you know, talking about with Kobe, you know, any little injury, you know, what I'm saying he playing through that, you know, and he, you know, whether it was rehab or, you know, extra work, you know, in the training room or whatever it is, that's the shit we don't really see. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he had to go through all those little things to be able to see what we saw on the court and made it look so easy. So I feel like, you know, as an athlete, we don't really give enough credit to, like, the grind and the process. I think uh, that's what you was trying to get to, too. Right. Um, you know, about you know, what Kobe represented. Yeah, yeah, he was playing with broken fingers on his shooting hand, all type of shit. Bad shoulders, right. knees, everything. bad teams. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Right. Like all I that. think they, they had made yeah. a meme. It was uh some dude in a wheelchair and they like they had put like uh Kobe be like, We still going to the playoffs. And they had to do in the wheelchair <laughs> dribble right. basketball. But yeah. Yeah. So uh talk talk about some uh some memories too, or some games that you can, you know, remember. Um some favorite Kobe Kobe moments for you. Still his last game. Uh I think the yeah, he dropped sixty. But I think before the game, Shaq was like, "I guess he what they bet some bread or whatever." Shaq was like, "I bet you such and such, you won't drop 50. 
and then he went and dropped 60 mm-hmm. at like what 38 years old or yep. something something crazy so that's <laughs> yep. after the Achilles injury. right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that was after all the injuries that was his last game yeah, right um yeah trying to think of some other ones the 82 point game obviously uh yeah them the two that come to mind on the top of my head now you talk okay. about you said boxing your your other sports you watch now yeah. explain explain the difference just between like the training between boxing and uh UFC especially like with the months between matches and everything right yeah, so like we got a whole training schedule where like we got a we got a you know MMA team or whatever. So we got coaches and all that and we we mm. pretty much got to split up the time. It's it's so much shit like so it's we got to do strength conditioning, then you got to do boxing, kickboxing, you know, cuz it's kicks and, and elbows and and knees. Then you got wrestling practices and then you got Jiu-jitsu, which is like uh, just like submissions on the ground, like chokes and arm bars and stuff like that. So, and then you got sparring days. So we we spar on Wednesdays and Saturdays. So mm-hmm. it's pretty, you know, pretty much just just splitting up all them different sports because that's like five. It's like five, six sports in one. Man, that's that sounds like a twelve-hour, well, more than twelve-hour shift in the gym. Y'all splitting up? Up. I said it sounded like a more than 12 hour shift in the gym. Y'all splitting up all that time. Right. Yeah. So like in the morning, like I do like a regular training, like tomorrow. Like I do uh we got like a jujitsu class from like 10 to 11. And then I do like striking. Like I hit mitts with our uh, kickboxing coach or I hit the bag at like 11. And then I mm-hmm. chill or whatever. And then at three, we got uh like wrestling and like grappling, like grappling practice. And then you know it's pretty much okay. like that. And then Wednesday we spar. And then you know, on so 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 forth. So you uh, big yeah. on boxing too. You said Conor McGregor, he he went over for Floyd. Would you ever consider doing something mm-hmm. like that? If so, who would it be? That's a good question. Uh, I'm trying to think. Errol, Errol Spence, they they too small. I'm trying to think of somebody, maybe like Canelo. Canelo. Like Canelo, like maybe if I'm like, uh, that'd be like way down the road though. But it, it, I mean, if, if the money right, <laughs> I'll do it. How much right. you, you at what, 180 right now, 185? I'll fight at 170. 170, so I'm trying to think. Uh, Charlo twins. That was the obvious. Charlo twin, yeah. I think the, I think the bigger one, 160. He fight at 160, but like I could, I could make 162 though. But uh, yeah, the money it had, the money it had to be crazy because, you know, that's they box 24 seven. Like that's what they do. You know, we we got so many other disciplines. You know, that we got to train for. So it's uh, it and it had to be like a like we we a box first and then like MMA fight after that type type deal, mm-hmm. which I don't, I, I ain't yeah. seen too many boxers come over to MMA yet. I think James Tony did. Yeah, James Tony definitely did. 
I think he uh, ended up getting yeah. submitted or something on the ground. That that ground game, it's a whole different world. It's so it's it's a lot of technique that you know people don't see. And he was a bigger dude too, though. James Tony was a heavyweight, so he and there with right. some killers. Well, it would, right. it would be it would be what light heavyweight for y'all though, right? Uh, he fought he fought Randy Couture. I want to say it was. Was it at 205 or heavyweight? Because it's light heavyweight 205, and then anything over that is heavyweight. Oh, yeah. It was probably light heavyweight then. He wanted yeah, to that yeah. heavyweight, like <laughs> a Brock Lesnar type of dude. Right. Yeah. Ugly. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> hell no. Nah. He too damn big. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think he was going to mess with Lesnar. Uh, All right. Um, but. Um, getting towards kind of wrapping this up a little bit before Wayne's segment um, at the end. Um, obviously, we just, you know, went through a pandemic, you know, with the virus and things like that. Um, That's kind of a two-part question. Um, how did that, what adjustments did you have to make, you know, for yourself as far as working out or, you know, just your mindset um, moving forward through all of that? Um, and what did you learn about yourself? And then also, uh, what are some next um, steps or goals that you have for, um, your career and what you're doing. Yeah, so the the first part with the pandemic or whatever, all the gyms out here, well, I mean, well, shit, I mean, everywhere mm-hmm. was closed. Right. But uh, so my first step was we got a garage. We run a, a house out here in AZ, so we had a we got an open garage. So I was like, shit, let me see if I can okay. get you know a bag hung up in here. Uh, we got a little power set. With like you know push ups, pull ups, dips. We got TXR bands, uh, a weighted vest, some dumbbells, mm-hmm. jump rope, bikes. So we was you know I was I was still you know training. I was still working out on my own. And then um, yeah, like when once I got my fight scheduled, uh, we did like real small practices. So I would just train. It would just be me, my coach, and then my training partner or partners like. Sometimes it was two or three people, but uh, instead mm-hmm. of you know big training sessions with thirty people, it was more one on one type deals. Yep. But uh, yeah, we was I ain't really miss a beat training wise. I was still training. Uh, it's cool because now I got the garage like I got the garage set up. If I want to do you know some extra late night workouts, you know I can get it in on my own. But um, yeah. What was the second question? I forgot. Uh, just you know, next steps. Um, and you know, goals for you moving forward in your career. Um, you know, I know you're at the MMA level now. Um, you know, so what's some some goals that you have for yourself moving forward? Okay, yeah. So I'm uh, so I'm pro right now, but I'm not a I'm a free agent. Like I'm not signed to nobody like to a promotion yet. So okay. Right now, I, I would say I, I'm probably like I'm probably like like two more fights. I think I, you know, I'll be getting a UFC contract. So right now, I'm just focusing on on getting better, you know. Right. Because uh, mm-hmm. when I get to the UFC, sometimes they, you know, they don't you don't know who they gonna match you up with. So you want to be by the time when you get there, you want to be ready for whoever. So right now, I'm just taking my time right. training and. I think we're gonna try to get our the next fight in October. Yeah, that's so, in the high seconds. Okay. Yeah, like two months. 
I was thinking that's going to be here in no time. Right. Yeah, so we do like six-week camps. So, Damn. yeah, I think, you know, that'll be in a couple weeks, you know, I'll start to pick it up. Uh, I... Yeah, is that like what they used to call like hell week or something like that, even though it's, you said six weeks, though, but is it like that same kind of concept? Yeah. So I'm always training. So really, the only thing that that really changed for me is is the sparring. Like the sparring is just way more intense. Mm-hmm. And then, like we would do, like you would do your three rounds like in the cage, but you would you would go with a fresh a fresh partner each round. So like like say like okay. I'll spar with you for five minutes, and then like you get out, I stay in, and a fresh dude come in, and then another fresh dude come in, and yeah, so the sparring just more intense. But other than that, you know, I'm always training. So don't don't know nothing really changed for me. But I know like yeah. a lot of like boxers and stuff like that, they they take, you know, months off and then for the camp they come back. But I you know, I like to always be in shape. Be ready so you ain't gotta mm-hmm. get ready. That's, that's right. It. Like Floyd, his ass was training year round. Still training year round. It's, you know, it's just, uh, like I said, Mamba mentality, you know, like Shaq in the off season, you know, he'd be, you know, eating all type of shit, not training and drinking every day. And, you know, <laughs> and, <laughs> and Kobe used to get mad at his ass. Like, you could be, you could be one of the best if you just stay focused, you know. You heard, hey, you know Diesel right. mentality. Diesel said, you know why I have to go so hard. I had you. <laughs> Right, 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 right. right. He said no, he was, he was, <laughs> obviously Shaq was still balling, but it's it's kind of like damn, you could have been even better than that, you know. You could have right. you know, free throws could have been, you know, better, or you could have been in better shape, where you can play more minutes, you know, just right. little stuff like that. Shaq so had, I, I, when right. I'm out of camp, I kick and stuff like that, but I'm always training. Yeah, for sure. Shaq had that mindset. Right, I got you. I'm gonna let you carry the first part. Once right. it get down to nitty gritty, I, I got you. <laughs> right, right. Which it, right. it worked then, though, so you can't really be too mad at Shaq. <laughs> no, nah, yeah. When it was when it, when playoffs came, he was he was balling. So yeah. Right, but then you, you got to talk about. I'm gonna come in with the with the negative part because you know people are always going that brown head about little stuff he do wrong. <laughs> but you know, like Shaq, I'm gonna give you a perfect example. And it was probably around them same years, you know, when everything happened between them. But, you know, and no disrespect to Ben Wallace at all because he was a dog, but he's supposed to kill him, <laughs> you know, that's right. And they ended up losing, you know what I'm saying? So that's a perfect example of what you're talking sure. about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just – I just want to be, you know, the best me, you know. So, yeah. I mean, I could – like like in college, you know, I would, I would do a lot of, you know, I was bullshitting a lot, and I was still good, you know. But mm-hmm. it, it wasn't the best version of me, you know. So, right, and you knew that you got to be aware yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, we about to tap into this set. This the segment I call "Push It to the Limit." I'm gonna be asking. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm gonna be asking questions off the top of my head. Well, off the top of my head, you answer. It, it could be a yes or no question. Answer. Okay. So it ain't no big deal. Okay. Right. You ready? Yeah. All right. Favorite rapper. Gucci. Gucci. All right. Yeah. See, but, but the, that might be the old Gucci, song, though. Not the, not the main thing. <laughs> hey, yeah. I'm talking about yeah. old, yeah, old Gucci. 
eyes. <laughs> that might be a for sure. Other though. than you, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. But I, I, you know, I don't get to say mine. You know, oh, I, all right, all right. I'm good. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, well, so, like so I gotta ask is our part, my like, other partner, ain't on this. He gonna hear ask you favorite WAP song then. <laughs> oh, favorite WAP song? Yeah. Yeah. You could go song, album, cover, any Definitely. of that. Uh, I'll go album. Oh, I can't pick one part. song. I'll go album. I'll go uh, Mr. Zone 6. Mr. Zone 6, definitely one. Yep. Or, uh, or, uh, <laughs> uh, What's the album? First day out. Uh, First day out. Uh, right on, on the wall. wall. Right on the wall. Yeah, yeah right on the wall. Yeah, right on the wall. Yeah. Yep. For sure. For sure. Shit, that's like that's like fourth, fifth grade, sixth grade. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, favorite movie of all time. Friday. Miss Smokey. Easy. Uh, see, Buff already asked you about a Kobe uh thing, so I asked you favorite Kobe's that came out. Oh, that's a go. Favorite Kobe's. Mm. <laughs> uh, no, uh. <laughs> I don't got one for that one. I don't got one for that one. I got you. Uh, All right, I, I got a question to go off of that, Dan. Would you ever, or have you ever, um, like laced up in some like some Kobe either like boxing shoes or like you know the shoes that you wrestle right. in or you know fighting have you ever you know used some Kobe's for that? No, nah. so we fighting is is barefoot, but uh, you know sometimes I train in wrestling shoes. But yeah, maybe one day I'm I'll probably get some custom made uh Mamba mentality ones. Yeah, yeah, there you, that's the yeah. idea. For uh, let me see, let me see. <laughs> uh, vacation place you always wanted to vacation to. Uh, the African support. I got you. Uh, it's not an athlete who like a, a game that you would want to sit in, like in the past, a game that you would want to sit in, in the past or in the future. A game, yeah, or or wrestling, like course, yeah, or wrestling or match, boxing match. You said my favorite. Which which one would you want to sit at? So. Say like Kobe's last game, George's last game, or Brown's last game, something like that. Mm. I'm saying, which I'm saying, well, like, what's my favorite memory that come to mind? No, like, be it. No, he, he just mean, yeah, like, just think of like all the games, like all the memories. You know what I'm saying? In sport, oh, you know, in our okay, lifetime okay, that okay. we know about, like, yeah. Okay. What game would you want to be at, either on the field oh, okay, or on the court? For? Okay. Uh, mm. that cab the, the the first one the Cavs had won. I ain't that big of a of a Bron fan, but just like for the city, like that that was wild. So probably yeah, yeah that game seven, yeah. and uh, in Golden State. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Oh, what's the last one? Yeah. All right, since you a Gucci fan. What song would you want to be in the studio for him making? Mm. You know, you ain't going to be able to pick. I should say an album or mixtape. No, it could be a song. Pro- uh, <laughs> album, probably. 
Chicken Talk. Song. Yeah. Song probably first day out. Yeah. And and last one and last one, which uh which movie do you wish he was on set for? Besides Friday. <laughs> uh think of like all the classics. I'm gonna go with uh uh, what's the movie I'm thinking of with Denzel, bro? Uh, you gotta be training day. <laughs> training day. Yeah, training day. Training day. Yeah. Training day. Yep. That's yeah. Training day. Yeah. 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 Uh, to just let us you know know about his journey, uh, where he is now, and some of his goals moving forward, and to just you know inspire, you know people to you know either get into the sport, um, or to just learn more about the sport, you know through you know the things that he went through. So we just we want to thank you for uh, coming on, Mark. Definitely. Appreciate it. All right, you. no problem. Thanks for having. Me. Yep, and that's episode ten, and uh, we'll definitely be having some uh, special guests on uh, for the next one. So we appreciate everybody's support. Um, and see you on the next one. Authentic yeah. talk.